What up, it's your boy Tony Sumo coming to you with another episode. But before I get down with my guest, let me get my plugs out of the way. Go to dirtycleaneats.com. Check out the product there. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and listen to their podcast, the DCE Pirate Radio Podcast on iTunes. Now use the code DCE Tiny Sumo for 10% off in store. Get some jammo in your life. It'll kill what else yeah. And check out tiki-tribe.com. That's T-I-I-K-I tribe.com for all your ready-made meal solutions. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram too. And if you use the code Tiny Sumo, you can get 20% off in store with those guys now. And me, I'm your boy Tiny Sumo. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, follow, leave a five-star review. Tell your friends, tell your family. Your boy appreciates it. But I think that's enough of a plug. So let me get down with my guest. You! Katie, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you for taking the time to have a chat. I really appreciate it. That's all good. All right. So I don't know if you've seen any of the chats. I'm assuming you checked out the one with Jacinta, but I don't know. I just I'm assuming that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Of course, of course, you have to. You have to check out that one. So yeah, you probably got the idea of the uh, the flow of the chat now. So I obviously want to talk about the upcoming fight. I want to talk about your last one too, because that was a rematch as well. Yeah. 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 So I want to talk about both those, but I like to take it back. I like to get some backstory. So if you could, please tell me how you first got involved in fighting. Take me back to the start. Um, so I was about 14 when I first started. So my, I was a bit of an um, angry teenage girl and my um, dad decided to take me to a um, kickboxing gym to try and get me to vent something out because I wasn't doing sport at that time. After I'd, I'd been swimming my whole life and then I'd stopped and I wasn't really doing anything. So he wanted me to get some kind of sport. And then so I was doing kickboxing and a bit of wrestling well like the olympic stuff mm-hmm. uh, and then so i trained for a few years just enjoyed it really liked it i never really thought too much about fighting but i watch all fights on youtube and stuff like that and just thought it was so cool and then eventually when i was 16 i said to my dad i said oh the coach wants me to fight i was really expecting him to be like no you're not and he was just completely supportive of it and then yeah i just kept fighting from there i um had a few gyms shut down and moved through, and then I've been at my current gym now, um, UTC in St. Mary's. I've been there for about almost two years now, and I've had 14 fights. Okay, so that first one, they said it was two years, so from 14 to 16, just training with no real intention of fighting. Yeah, yeah. So was that training, like, so was that like fight-specific training, or was that more like the fitness classes? Um, so I started, I was in the fitness class for about a year till I was about 15 and then I was doing the sliding class for another year, sliding and stuff like that. Okay, so how did the coach sort of broach that to you too? You know, because if you're someone in there that hasn't really, I guess, put your hand up to fight or anything like that, what, what was, what was the coach's, I guess, plug for you to, to get you to jump in? He literally just said to me, I, I think I finished sparring him one day and he sat down and he like, was like, girl, you have to fight. He's like, you really should. And I was like, okay, I'll ask my dad. (laughs) No, it was straightforward. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay, so with that then too, because I love hearing about like early fight experiences too, and especially I guess comparing them now as well. What, you're 15 fights in now, yeah? Yeah. So I love comparing like that first fight experience and seeing how much it's changed, I guess from that sort of first time to now. So can you remember much of that sort of the lead up to the first fight, things like that? Um, so the first thing I ever did was a boxing exhibition. Mm-hmm. 
So um, that was exciting. So I trained with um, this guy who was a kickboxer and that was, I feel like the boxing exhibition, it was fun and it was exciting and stuff like that. But it was about a month later when I had my first proper fight, like my first um, Muay Thai fight. And that experience was just surreal. Like I can't even, like it's funny how quick it felt. Like it felt like it went for so long in the ring and you have that adrenaline dump and everything like that and all the emotions building up to it. And then you get out of the ring and you don't even remember what happened. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I got out and I was like, I don't even remember throwing anything or something like that. So I did win my first fight. Um, I won and yeah, that was just, it was just full on. And then I feel like now it's so different. Like now I remember pretty much everything in the ring and I can actually feel myself thinking and setting things up and stuff like that. Whereas the first couple, I felt like I was just very aggressive, just walk forward and throwing everything as hard as I could. Yeah. It's, and it's interesting <laughs> to hear the sort of changes, I guess, in mentality and the thought process and everything beforehand. Like, even, like, ritually before a fight, do you feel like it's changed much? Do you remember sort of, like, I guess, the lead-up? Not even necessarily the fight, but I know that, like, talking to people, and especially like my own experiences and things like that, thinking about those sort of early fights and backstage at the fights, you know, that that sort of, like, that hour before the fights and things like that, <laughs> how much has that changed for you? Yeah, I feel like I'm more, like, just used to it now. Like, at first it was all so new and I didn't understand everything, but now I know everything that I have to do while I'm there. I know what time I want to start warming up and stuff like that. Like, I know I like to watch a couple of fights. Like, I very like to stick to the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of have the same process. Like, I eat the same food. I do the same thing. <laughs> Sometimes I wear the same clothes. Like, yep. And I just feel like I'm just more settled into it. I'm still a very nervous person. Like, I still get very, very nervous backstage. But, um, I'm just used to it. Like, I just understand the process now a lot more. I think I was actually talking to Jacinta about it and, like, the reaction. I remember my reaction changing from my first few fights to, like, my early fights and, like, that thought going through my head whenever I got the five-minute warning. Like, I'm like, I should just leave. <laughs> I should just fail. Because, there's no, like, there's no reason for me to be here. I don't need to go fight this stranger. I'm, I'm going out in front of 500 people to get punched in the face for like for no reason. There's nothing on the line. Why am I doing it? And then the t- and but then when I got the like ready to roll doors open call, I'm good to go. But I distinctly remember like that that such a heavy feeling. But like you're saying, it changes. You're sort of understanding. I'm like, I know I'm going to get that feeling, so I just accept yeah. it. And it's just yeah. like, no, no, we've been through this. It's just move. <laughs> we know that feeling. It's fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, you know how you're going to feel. You know you're going to get into the flow. Like, Yeah, and it's that internal it. dialogue. It's having that talk almost with yourself because no one else is having that talk with me. I'm having that yeah. talk with myself and having yeah. to explain to myself it's going to be okay. It's a yeah, very pre- weird, it's a weird feeling. It's a very weird feeling. You're still there, you're just cutting out a little bit. Yep. Cool, cool. All right, so now that you sort of, like you said, you've got that pattern down, you've got that rhythm down, you understand what it's like now to be in there and be backstage, go through the same warm-ups, the same, you know, like go through the same process every time. Coming into this last fight then too, because I'm I'm interested to talk to someone about a rematch as well, you know, having (laughs) one fight and then coming back and having to fight that same opponent again. What's it like for you in that last fight coming into the fight with it being a rematch? Yeah, so that was actually my second rematch. 
Okay. So I had a rematch before. I fought um, this girl who was way more experienced for me for my sixth fight, mm-hmm. and I actually, and it was her like thirteenth. And um, I won the first fight, but it was very close. And then we did a rematch about a month later, and she won. So that was okay. my that was my first and only loss. So I'd had a very negative stance on rematches since then. Mm. And then so when I got told that the girl that I just fought had put in a request for a rematch for the belt after we fought, I just I just felt sick. I was like, oh my god, I'm a very superstitious person. <laughs> and it was. Our first fight with that girl that I rematched last, um, so we fought for an East Coast title, and it was very close. It was very much like boxing versus a kicker and a clinch. So I kick and clinch a lot, and she was landing really big hands and like my nose bled and everything like that. And so I got the split decision win. And then she and then the sanctioning body for the rematch and. Pretty much, if you're the champion, you have to defend or vacate. So I had to do it or lose my belt. And um, then there was all stuff on Facebook, like, I know I won that fight and all that kind of stuff. And it just, it, it really g'd me up. I was like, okay, I'm going to fight and I'm going to win and I'm going to win convincingly. Mm. So, yeah, but it's very hard. Then I feel like rematches are always way harder than the first time. Like people have adapted and changed. And they've seen how you fight and they know what you're like. And... um so for the whole, the whole camp for that was like a complete emotional roller coaster for that one, and um, so I did a six week camp and like probably trained harder than I've ever trained because I was so adamant that I need to win convincingly. Mm-hmm. And um, so then we actually got to weigh-ins and she actually missed weight, so we were supposed to fight at sixty three point five, which was the cutoff, and she weighed in at like sixty five point five or something like that. Oh, okay. So the owner of the sanctioning body said, well, it's up to you. You don't have to fight her. Like, she missed weight. It's not a lightweight fight where you can still just fight her. And I was like, no, I trained way too hard not to get in the ring now. And everyone can see the size difference in us. I don't think that was really her weight class. Like, she usually fought at, like, 70 kilos, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she'd been fighting a lot bigger and then, she did make weight for the first fight, but I don't think it's what she's supposed to fight at. Mm. And you could see a big difference. Like she was very, very muscly girl and just the same height as me as well. And um, I got into the ring and I looked at her across the ring and I was like, oh, my God, you're so big. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, and then I, did, I managed to win that one. I pretty much won very convincingly. Like all five rounds were very dominant. Um, and the last one was probably the closest where she really, I think she knew she had to knock me out. But, um, yeah, so then coming away with that was just such a satisfying feeling, that, like having a convincing win now, even though you had a weight advantage and everything like that. But it was a very, just knowing like that you have your title on the line and they think they won the first fight and just intense. <laughs> That's the hard thing too. I mean, and that's to go from fight like from. So you went from your first fight with her straight into the rematch, yeah. Yeah. So that's like I think that's even harder as well because it's not like you've even had time. Yeah. To, to I guess decompress. Yeah, yeah. You, you haven't decompressed and fought someone else, worked on anything else. You know, like you're going shit. All right, so we've had that fight. It's close. You understand what I do. I understand what you do. 
And so we're just going to try. We can't even now watch any new fights of each other. We can't see what yeah. anyone's worked on. We just have to assume you're the same fighter. And you've got the pressure now because you're coming in with the win, which is way, yeah. which is way worse, obviously, because yeah. people are expecting you. Well, you won the first one. You're the champ. You've got to win the second. <laughs> like there's yeah. so much more pressure on that. Yeah. But then to come away and to have a better performance the second time, obviously, then says a lot about you as a fighter. To fight yeah. with the weight disadvantage, to take the fight anyway when someone misses weight is a good thing too. I think yeah, like. You don't have to four kilo or two kilos is a lot, four and a half pounds, you're like that's a lot. That's not a smaller that's almost a weight division. Yeah. So yeah. I think taking and I the had fight lots of people that's a lot. Saying, yeah, lots of people were saying to me too, they're like, Don't fight her, don't fight her and I was like, No, I have something to prove. Like mm. and I tr- I'm like I worked way too hard just to not fight. I think a lot of it too though, like you're saying, like almost the pressures that you've put on yourself. Like I was talking yeah. about with the pre-fights and the and the warming up and the having that internal dialogue, a lot of that stuff is stuff that you've put on yourself and it might not necessarily be things that other people are even thinking about. Yeah. You know, you're going, oh, I've got to win convincingly. I have to take this fight. When everyone else is like, oh, just, you know, no, don't fight. <laughs> just knock it yeah. back. You're like, in your head, you've done two a days for the last six weeks or whatever it is. You're like, yeah. no, I kind of have to fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, so now that you've got that out of the way, though, you've got the rematch done. I mean, obviously, it wasn't for the belts anyway, but you've still got, I mean, you've got a collection of belts. How many belts you got now? Um, I have five. So you're going to need another trophy cabinet soon. <laughs> I actually do. It's actually full. The um, fifth belt sits on the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any cabinet makers out there that want to donate, let me yeah. know if you need some new hardware space. All right, so but now you've got that rematch out of the way and you're moving into this uh, fight on Urban Fight Night. They seem to be putting on regular shows too. They they seem to have one every couple of months now. Yeah, they do. It's um, becoming really big. So they were doing like, they'd have one show that was like in the ring and then they'd have one show that was just um, MMA in the cage. And now they've actually got the sanctioning so we can do it in the cage. So now it'll yep. be all in the cage. So it's a pretty big promotion and they put on lots of great fights. So is this your first time fighting like Muay Thai in the cage? Yeah, yeah, well, um, so this fight won't be in Muay Thai, um, but I was kind of pushing for that, but my opponent, I don't think she'd budge, so we're going to fight K1 rules in the cage. Okay, sure. And that's something that you're comfortable enough mixing between the two? Because I think, too, from an outside perspective, if people don't know, like, the differences, even if, like, even just MMA fans, I think, if you're an MMA fan and you don't follow Muay Thai, you don't follow like K1, yeah. you know, that international kickboxing rule set, you might not know the difference. So, like how comfortable are you then switching between the two? Um, I found that my, so um, I only really had Muay Thai fights my first couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found when I changed gyms and went to my new gym, my coach there's got a real K1 style. So I've kind of mm. adapted more to it. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I can change that pace and change it from a Muay Thai pace to a K1 pace. Yeah, and um, I kind of prefer. The reason I really like Muay Thai is because I've always been very dominant in the clinch, and yep. I love clinching. And I kind of always have that as my fallback. Yep. So just when it's taken away, I'm a bit like gets me a bit nervous. But <laughs> that's what we're doing. But um, I'm also fighting up um, two weight classes. So this fight will be at welterweight, which will be 67 kilos. Oh, nice. All right. So I mean, obviously, then zero weight cut, which is always nice as well. I mean, yeah. not having to worry about that sort of drop in weight. But that is that. I think that's the biggest difference for people too when they mix between the two. It is the pace difference to go from 
a possible five rounder and that sort of, I guess, if you're doing that traditional Thai style build up, yeah, um, as opposed to K1, which is just ball to the wall and we're just gonna we're gonna throw massive long combos and stand in front of each other and and go go go. <laughs> so that's yeah. something then too that you guys obviously make a discernible effort to switch up in the training. Yeah, definitely. Um, we always like try and throw like when we're training for K1, try and get our pace up there and. My coach is constantly shouting at me, no singles, no singles. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true, though. I mean, it's very rare that you would see that in international rules kickboxing. Like in the K1-style stuff, it's all yeah. fours. Like it's all, yeah. it's, everything's fours. Um, yeah. But I'm a massive K1 fan. I love K1. I love the pace. And I guess that's probably what I grew up on more of, um, K1 as opposed to Muay Thai. So I do like, too, though, that there are people like yourself that are open to the the code change, you know, because there are fighters that yeah. are like, nah, nah, I'm Muay Thai, I just do Muay Thai, or vice versa, you know. There's a lot of yeah. great K1 kickboxers that are like, I'm not getting elbows, I'm not getting, I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing that, yeah, yeah. So it's good yeah. to be able to switch it up. And you said you had yeah. the boxing exhibition. Is that something you'd ever think about going back to, having boxing fights? I pretty much like. I feel like there's so many people that just won't budge on anything. They won't budge on weight. They won't budge on style. And I'm just. My coach, give me anything. I don't care. I just want to fight. I just want to get in that ring. Like, all the cage doesn't really bother me. Like, if they said, we've got a boxing fight for you, I'd say, sweet, let's go. Like, nice. or K1 or Muay Thai, I'd be like, all right, let's do it. Nice. Well, especially as an amateur, I think, you know, with you getting obviously ready, that the, the idea is the pros, you know. Yeah. Amateurs is your apprenticeship and you do want as much experience as possible. So it's good to have that mindset. And someone like yourself who's just saying, no, no, put me in weight class, doesn't matter, rule set, doesn't matter, ring yeah. cage, whatever, let me get in, get some ring time. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. And, you're and that's back. my coach's attitude as well. My coach always says to me, like, or he'll tell me you're fighting someone with double your experience or something like that. And he's just always like, if you want to be the best, then you have to fight the best. And that's what you're doing. And that's just kind of the attitude that I've adapted with him as well. Nice. No, that's awesome. And it's good to hear that from a coach too, you know. Yeah. To look at the amateurs in that way, to just go, no, no, we need to get that experience. It's better now that you fight someone with that experience and gain that experience yourself than get to the pros and all you've had is a lower class of opponent. You know, your, your coach has cherry-picked or anything like that, yeah. which obviously yeah. happens. Um, yeah. You know, and that's that's their decision. That's their That's their choice. But yeah. I think it's a better mindset to go, no, no, amateurs, we need to learn on the job. So that one, when we get to the post, we've all seen it. We've all seen people fighting, quote, unquote, professional. When yeah. we're like, ooh, <laughs> you're, you're, not a, you're not a professional, bro. Like, yeah. I don't, you, you really needed some more fights before you got to here. So it's good to get yeah. that out of the system, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Nice. All right, well, obviously not looking past Urban Fight Night because that's the next fight. How long away is that? That's not too far off. Um, so it's five weeks. Nice. Okay, so in camp now. Not looking yep. past that, but we're getting towards the end of 2019, moving into 2020. What else should we know? What are the plans? Anything else in the mix on the horizon besides Urban Fight Night at the minute? Um, I think there's something brewing for around February, um, maybe. So I think that will be over in Canberra. Um, so that will be... So we have, obviously, in New South Wales, we have the headgear for amateurs. So mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be going down to Canberra February, okay, there. So hopefully I can get a full price flight down there with, and it'll be no padding or anything like that. So that'll be interesting. But it's still all in the works trying to set it all up. 
night. And I think that's the other thing too, obviously making the transition from uh, amateur to professional, finding that sort of nice pathway from going from like full pads to minimal pads to no pads. Yeah. Once you, yeah, I think that's, that's an interesting one that I'm sort of seeing now, especially with um, amateur MMA. Seeing people make yeah. that make that transition, or if they have it at all, or if it makes a difference, that'll be good to see. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Then February, you can go down and you can um, smash someone in the face with uh, with the elbow and no padding. Fingers <laughs> yes, crossed. Yes, that's the plan. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, look. Before we wrap it up, uh, I'd like to give people a chance to get any plugs out of the way. So, anyone you want to mention, let them know now. Shout outs, whatever, and uh, we'll tag them in when I post up later on. Okay, I just wanted to say um, thank you to obviously my team, UTC St. Um and just also to my sponsor, um, Abby Photography. She's a flight photographer, so if you put on flight shows and want the best photography, that's who you can it up. Nice. Done. Fantastic. Well, like I said, thank you very much for taking the time to have a chat. Best of skills uh, with the upcoming fight at Urban, and uh, you'll know we'll talk soon. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. Sweet. No worries at all. See you later. Thank you. Bye.